Hello, hello, and welcome back to The Fool and the Page, a podcast for writers, the tarot curious, and for all of us making stories to make sense of things. Hosted by me, Claire Campbell, your fellow seeker and storyteller. This episode is inspired by my new membership program, launching August 10th. You can sign up to receive email updates at bluestonewriters.com. Now, I have my own agenda, hopes, dreams, ambitions for launching a membership program, but I wanted the tarot to stir things up for me, maybe help reframe a few things. So I came to the cards and I asked, what is this about? (laughs) What do I need to know about my membership program? And I pulled six of wands. And then I felt like I needed a clarifying card for that because Six of Wands is so often distilled to pure victory or celebration or transformation. Like, yes, you did it. We did it. And these are all great things. <laughs> I mean, these are these are very welcome things. But they almost felt too obvious of themes. You know, when a card feels too broad, which is nothing about the card. It's more about your particular experience with the archetype or the story there or the moment in which you're pulling it, and you just need a little help uncovering or peeling back the layers. So, as my helper, supporter, clarifying card, I pulled strength. I find this interesting, (laughs) because sixes in my experience tend to be these passages out, and strength feels like the beginning to a passage into something. And I'll talk more about that difference in prepositions in the episode. But ultimately, I think these cards are working together in a kind of beautiful loop, inspiring us to have confidence in our creative practice and then the courage to go deeper with our work. So let's dive in. I'm looking at the modern witch tarot deck for these cards if you'd like to take a moment and look these up or pull your own cards for comparison. In the Modern Witch deck illustrated by Lisa Sturl, in Six of Wands we see a figure on a horse with a victorious staff crowned by a wreath and the seeker is surrounded by other figures not on horseback and other staffs held high. We only see a few of these figures, but we see their staffs in the crowd. They're all walking through bright yellow grass, and the figure at the center, again, the only one on horseback, is wearing a leopard print jacket, bright red heels, and earrings in the shape of a V, or we, we see one earring on the, on the right cheek in the shape of a V. This figure looks proud and confident. They are literally capable of seeing more than the folks who are not on horseback. And and to me, this, this promises a clarity of vision, moving to the next horizon with courage, the ability to see what's next. So it's as if this archetype is inspiring us to quite simply hold your head up high. And my motto for this year's membership program is inelegantly, but honestly, (laughs) just go for it already. (laughs) And it's about embracing imperfection and carving out the time we need and, and carving out that time 
so that we can allow for experimentation in our creative practice. So we can allow for the chance to throw paint at the wall, make mistakes, try new things, evolve. When I pulled this card, I thought of my own passage out of a kind of five energy into a six energy in the sense that I didn't have the time um, to start a membership program last year when I wanted to because I was dealing with some health issues. So this feels nice. It's like an inspiring passage out of that space. But I also believe the best kinds of creative communities really inspire us to look up, look out, and keep going. And not only that, but to stand out and to shine bright in the way that only we can. Even if we feel a little conspicuous sometimes, doing what we love, or asking what, for what we need to do just that. So, we have a supporting, clarifying card for this to help us elongate the meeting a bit. So, strength. <laughs> if we've got a horse and we're blazing a trail through this bright yellow field, why do we need a reference to the underworld journey? Why do we need a lion? A couple different illustration threads or themes that I find intriguing between these two cards in the modern witch deck. And hey, um, I'm going to talk about what I'm seeing, but you're going to see your own threads between your version, whatever version you're looking at, um, whatever deck you're looking at for Six of Wands and Strength. What I'm seeing is that we had a big cat print, the leopard print jacket on the Seeker and Six of Wands, and now we got a big cat <laughs> in the Strength card. And I know that might seem kind of obvious, and but, but I, I think it's quite important in, in Strength. We typically see someone with their hand laid gently on a lion or a bear um, in the pagan other worlds. And if you want to hear more about strength on its own, by the way, check out my very first interview for the podcast, episode four with Cecily Saylor, founder of Typewriter Tarot. But back to the commonalities between these two cards in the modern witch deck. We also have beautiful wreaths in both. In strength, we see a wreath on both the head of the seeker and around the lion's neck. And the seeker is again, incredibly confident, poised, with a gorgeously draped white robe and a beautiful red belt that matches the wreaths and heels. It feels like a continuation of that parade or victorious journey in Six of Wands, but the figure has stepped away from the noise. And I think it takes strength to tune out the noise and to leave behind visions of accolades and triumphant passages out uh, so that we can engage in that really necessary investigative work we need to evolve our writing practice, to keep it going and to keep it going in new ways. It takes confidence to lay your hand on the lion and to go through what comes next, which is Hermit. Hermit is the next card in the line of the Major Arcana in the second line, and Hermit is really throwing off the shackles of societal expectations, societal markers. And it's about making or learning or living in a way that suits you best, even if it doesn't suit society. And that takes real strength. 
So I see these two cards as really working in a kind of loop with each other. We need strength, confidence, clarity to go into the dark forest and strength and come out on the other side, riding a white horse maybe, clear view ahead. But the clear view, it doesn't last forever. Clarity is not forever. There always comes a time when once again, we have to lay our hand on the lion and go into the woods and face something that will evolve the way we tell stories and hopefully provide us with creative transformation, which is totally welcome, but it's not easy necessarily. I think this is where community comes in, i.e. my membership program. Oddly enough, even though we're talking about a kind of hermitage, <laughs> I see that connection with community because I've I've never been able to write in a consistent fashion for very long without some kind of community, without some kind of external accountability and affirmation and support. I just don't have the stamina for it. And, you know, you could blame that on all kinds of factors. I lean toward extrovert. I get distracted (laughs) easily. But, you know, why blame it on anything? It's not a problem. It's not a problem to seek community. It's not a problem to crave regular inspiration and accountability from something outside of ourselves. Every time, it never fails. Every time I email a writing partner or writing coach, whether it's to ask about availability to swap pages or to get on my coach's calendar to schedule a consultation, every time I send that communication out into the world and admit that I need community right now, I start to solve problems in my manuscript. I start to crack codes. It's like by leaving my cave, I see the sunlight, to put it most simply. And then with with the advice or the deadline or the inspiration I receive by sending out that communication, I receive strength in return to return to my work. I guess what I'm realizing is that my desire to create a membership program is to offer writers something I've needed for myself. And that is regular communication, regular conversation that opens up my view in the way of six of wands. And I want that to come in the form of monthly craft talks and guided writing, either in person or recorded and watched on your own time. And my goal is that each of these gatherings or missives will give you something to keep going. Guidance, structure, new insight, new tools. Because of the, you know, the work, of course, doesn't end there with that meeting and community or that accountability. You'll need to go back into the cave. (laughs) You'll need to go back into the cave, fully embracing the lion. That is all your hopes and fears wrapped up into this one (laughs) gorgeous, monstrous being. You will need to dress that being in a flowering garland (laughs) and make one for yourself and enter what is perhaps a quieter, sometimes lonelier space with confidence, with clarity. And that is my hope for you. That by engaging in this membership program, you will feel as if you have this ability to emerge into the light, adorned, in whatever makes you feel like a badass. <laughs> Metaphorically, whether that's <laughs> red heels, leopard print, or coveralls, like whatever it is, pick your metaphor. 
whatever is going to help you charge through that tall grass, eyes on the horizon, ready for whatever comes next in your creative life. Thank you for listening and take a moment to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Take, take a breath in. And let it out. I've got a quick reflective writing activity for you. Five to seven minutes. So if you're listening in the car on a walk, on a hike, you can think about this and muse as you walk, as you drive. And if you are writing, I encourage you to clear your space. And as I often do, I encourage you to write along to this, think along to this, and then swap your responses with a fellow artist. Somebody you trust. Somebody whom you'd feel comfortable sharing part or all of your answer um, with. And that's in order to do what I'm talking about (laughs) in terms of sort of sending this communication out into the world um, to give yourself the strength to lay your hand on the lion. That's what I'm talking about here. So I've just got one question for you. What do you want in your creative life this coming year? I'm talking about the so-called academic year here for the sake of um, a guiding calendar structure. Because as you as you ponder things over the summer, and ha- hey, maybe you're working and making like mad right now. And that's great. I am too. I'm, I'm with you. But you're still pondering what that kind of shift in the next year is going to bring, right? So what do you want from September to May? <laughs> what do you want to be making starting, completing in your creative life. What do you want from your creative life in the coming year? Write for five to seven minutes, whatever you've got time for. You can save it for later, or you can pause now and write. Thank you again for being here. Take one last breath. And just carry this sweet, reflective time with you in the rest of your day, evening, whatever is to come. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends. You can follow for episode updates at Fool in the Page. And for membership info, follow at Bluestone Writers. Head to the link in the profile and find out lots more about that membership program. There's a couple options, couple tiers, depending on what you need in the coming year. I can't wait to get started with it. And I hope you'll join. And no matter what, I look forward to writing with you again soon, exploring the cards. And until we do that, please take care. And I'll see you soon. Farewell.